Jenny. And Jermaine. And Shariah. And we are the new kids back for season two. Yay. Yay. Never would have made it this far. Never would have made it. <laughs> uh, today we have the opportunity to record out of the beautiful Foundation Studio in the Foundation Hotel downtown. Um, you guys can find more info about their podcast space at DetroitFoundationHotel.com. Um, right now they are actually renting out the space for free. So if you need somewhere to record your podcast, uh, hit them up. So our guest of the day is the one, the only, DJ Bleak. Do you go by Malcolm, like, yes. in public to people? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Preferably. Preferably, really? Yes, definitely. See, that's the opposite for so many, yeah, for yeah. so many people. Most people be like, don't call me my government name. Government. All right, so we have Malcolm Walker here. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the whole government. Yeah. Right. Yes. How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? Good. Great. Great. All right, let's jump right into it with the question of the day. So, what three objects do you own that hold the most value to you? Who else? I've been thinking about this all day, honestly. I didn't give it no thought at all. I didn't right. either. And I can't. And I still <laughs> cannot think of anything, like, sentimentally, at least, because I feel like I don't place a lot of value in objects. I mean, my car, of course. <laughs> like, my car. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, family heirlooms. I guess my grandmother's china was passed down to me, and that means a lot to me, but we're not really big on like family heirlooms mm-hmm. like that, so I didn't, I couldn't come up with nothing. Yeah, don't even look at me. My laptop. <laughs> Your laptop. Sure. Yeah, I did. I, I was about to say you just got it fixed. I dropped it last week Ooh. or two weeks ago, and yeah, I Dude, felt what, what it was like to not have it. How did um, you drop it? Setting up. Oh, just oh, not paying Damn. attention really. So like it broke before it set, and then you couldn't. Yeah, it, uh, I was setting up an hour before, setting up, uh, loose, mm-hmm. and let it go, kind of, and it dropped six feet, smashed. Steep. Yeah. I probably would have cried. Oh, yeah. I would have cried. I would have definitely <laughs> cried. That's never happened that. to me, anything like that before. No. That was a first. Well, you got it fixed, though, right? Yeah, we're back. Go, we're back. So this this question has turned into what one object. Do you own? <laughs> right. I still don't even have one. Um, I, maybe, I think I have a couple. Um... So my very first stuffed animal from when they took me home from the hospital, his name is Lammy. He's a little stuffed lamb and he's really cute and he doesn't have that much stuffing anymore, but I love him so much. <laughs> um, what else? I have like brooches, 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 brooches from my grandmother that are like on my curtains and they're little butterflies and angels. So like they protect my window from bad juju and shit. So I think that that's like another one. Um, I think that's it. I think, I'm gonna go with my laptop because it has the start of my dissertation on it, and <laughs> I can't afford to lose that. And I do have, I will cry, I, girl. And I, I do have this one blanket that I'm like obsessed with, and I never want anybody else to cover up with it. And I was just thinking, like, I remember I had when I, I had to be like four or five, uh, and we went to like this wholesale store, and I won this life-size Simba, Ooh. and I still have it. Oh, no. So I guess that's something that means a lot to me. I, my mom was like, oh, I'm about to get rid of this. And I'm like, no, you are not. <laughs> I have this one. You didn't see this in the screenshot? That's his name. No. Uh, like, Pay attention, honey. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> I can't with you. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Not. I did have this one bear that I, like, loved. My mom's ex-boyfriend gave it to me. And, like, it broke. And so, like, the stuffing started falling out. Mm-hmm. And so I put some panties on it to kind of, like, try to keep it stuffed. <laughs> But then I finally let it go. Like, Real life. A while ago. <laughs> uh, shout out to Bleak for being here to help us with like these audio issues because we don't know what the heck. I have nothing to do with the audio. We appreciate the effort though. Alright, so a couple of updates. Uh, first, last Saturday, we actually had our very first event. Uh, we had Budgets and Brunch. So thank you, everyone who came out. We really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, Budgets and Bunch, Budgets and Brunch was a conversation <laughs> on cryptocurrency. Um, and our speaker was Raphael Wright of Us, Our Foods. Us Foods. Uh, Us Foods. Damn it, I always I get the... 
I should know this by now. Um, get you. Um, us foods. Uh, we have Parker of Tony Ghost Productions there taking pictures and Chef Blue of Mix and Fixins um, on food. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who came out. Um, thank you to the Detroit Area Women's Club for no. hosting us. Detroit no. Association of God Women's Clubs. <laughs> I have they're all acronyms in front of me. I never spell anything out because together. I'm saving space. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit Association of Women's Clubs for having us uh, in their beautiful house. They also rent out their space for small events and things, so if you need space, hit us up. Um, city events. So, we've got one, two, three, four, four it's events. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of shit happening in the city right now. Um... So the first is February 15th. We have Dine, Drink, Detroit, uh, Black History Month edition. So there's going to be a food tour of all of the black-owned spots downtown. Maybe not all of them, but Floods, Mix Bar, and Queens. Um, it's an $18 bar hop, and you can register on Facebook. Yeah, $18. I don't know how that works, but... How does down. that work? I, I don't know. Facebook. I don't know if I'm down, though, because Black Panther is that night, and... I'm going to that. Yeah. I'll be in Nebraska. You got tickets? Yeah, I'm going. You still go. Fuck it. Yeah, I will. Nebraska. In Nebraska. Yeah. Where, Do y'all uh, curse on him? Yes. yes. Cool. <laughs> it's kind of too late. <laughs> it's too late if you already said the word. Um, where'd y'all get y'all tickets for? I'm going to uh, social scene. So, oh, so wherever you being fancy. Them. Y'all get on the bus and sit. I'm going to Imagine. I'm going to Canton. Because I'm going to be out there anyway, so. Because work. Makes sense. All right. Up next, we have February 17th at Bamboo Detroit. We have how to write a business plan. Everybody needs to know how to write a business plan. I for sure need to know how to write a business plan. Um, this is an event hosted by Detroit Mobile Business School. It'll be a small group workshop on how to build the ultimate roadmap for your business. Uh, right now, February 17th is actually sold out, but they do have a couple of open uh, dates. And tickets for this are $25. I had to suggest this because it's a pretty cheap class, $25. And I think that they're capping the uh, class size around 14 or 15 people. And it's valuable information. Um, it's very valuable information. And you're definitely probably almost guaranteed to get some like one-on-one -on -one time uh, with the instructors in a small group setting like this. So how to write a business plan February 17th at Bamboo Detroit, hosted by Detroit Mobile Business School. Uh, next, we have February 20th at Queen's Bar Spectacles Vinyl Night. DJ Bleak, <laughs> who we actually have here, is going to be spinning. And this is free. The liquor is not. Um, <laughs> tip your bartender. Because they do get angry if you don't tip them. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> tip your bartender. Spectacles, February 20th. And last but not least, we have at the Skillman Foundation on February 27th, the Nonprofit Effect. This is an event hosted by the Young Nonprofit Professionals Network of Detroit. Um, this is going to be a panel discussion with three Detroit social entrepreneurs who are leveraging business tools to affect social change. Uh, it's going to be a $5 event. You can register on Eventbrite or contact ynpnddetroit at gmail.com or hit up the Skillman Foundation on Facebook. This sounds pretty interesting. I am actually going to try to go. Um, there are a lot of young people here. My head, these headphones are discombobulating as fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, this looks like a really, really cool event. Um, definitely excited to connect with other young nonprofit professionals. I feel like we don't get to like, you know, meet up all in the same space pretty often. So that'll be cool. All right, hot topics. We need like a um, a cut song to hot, like an intro to hot topics. Like still Wendy going Williams. from Wendy Williams. Please okay. Please, <laughs> please don't. God. But like her, but fuck her. Um, so first, the Joe Louis Arena demo deadline. Did you put this one here? Yes, I did. So um, the tentative timeline for the demolition of Joe Louis Arena was just released. And basically, they're looking to start demo in early May and have about a year to complete the project. Mm. Um, there has been uh, some speculation on what's going to go on that lot. Some say it may be a 30-story high-rise hotel. Others are speculating apartments. Um, so, yes. I don't think a hotel makes sense. Mm. I mean... 
We're getting the Shinola Hotel. Yes. We have this hotel. There's going to be another one opening by the YMCA, I believe. And, and then there's like the Marriott, the Crown Plaza. The Whitney is a bed and breakfast, technically. We've got the Ferry Inn. I mean, it, it's definitely... It's space. <laughs> we got beds for people to come and sleep. But I don't know how much how I feel about a 30-story hotel. I feel like that's a little excessive. The microphone's attacking you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um... Sports, which we never talk about right, here because know, like this is important. The fuck do we know about sports? Blake Griffin is here in Detroit. I love Blake Griffin. Do you? I do. He's so pale. I know. That's why I like him. He got freckles. <laughs> do you want you you like basketball, don't you? Yeah. Sorry. How do you feel about Blake Griffin coming to the Pistons? He's cool. We win now. That is right. <laughs> we win <laughs> now. Like really? It's been four games already. I feel like I literally just watched this stuff out there so playing like four. Four straight? Because we were on like an eight game losing streak. Um, I, de- I think it'll be interesting with this whole debate about the seats. Like, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> Little Caesars Arena be looking empty as fuck. It'll definitely be interesting to see how that plays out. Have y'all been there? I have. No. For what? Uh, I was at a Pistons game. Okay. You like it? Yeah. I went for um, Escape. It's pretty packed. I wanted to shoot them. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I've been there. to a couple Pistons games, and I'm, uh, my aunt is a season ticket holder, so she got like early passes. Of course, to go she in. is. Everybody needs to Jermaine's like auntie <laughs> is goals. Listen, like they are in California right now, and I'm so upset. Doing what? Nothing. Who knows? <laughs> okay, I I know I'm not there, so. Um, business news. Yes, I also put this on the agenda because, of course, I work in healthcare. Um, but I think this is going to be interesting to watch for anybody who is an entrepreneur or just interested in the business world. So Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Um, Morgan, Morgan and Chase just announced like a couple of days ago that they would be creating a company specifically for the healthcare or healthcare initiatives for their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, there is really no like outside of that announcement. They really haven't said anything else about it. Like mm-hmm. it's been very secretive but of course there's been a lot of speculation about what um (laughs) where they're going to go some people are saying it's going to be heavily tech-based so that's going to lose a lot of the patient touch aspect of healthcare. um but on the other side of that we are moving in we are moving towards a more technologically advanced society so um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what comes out of that company. Um, and then, you, of course, Amazon runs the world anyway. So you partner Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, <laughs> and uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, and, you know, you get uh, iRobot. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, like, I'm tired of these con- these big-ass conglomerates. Like, I understand that tech companies are generally a little bit more ethical than most traditional any other yeah. company slightly you gotta think about who in power exactly which sucks but like they healthcare when i think about really tech companies i think about like their work idea of diversity where they're like well if even if it's a bunch of white men on the panel they may be, be diverse because one may be jewish and one may be catholic <laughs> one may be meanwhile like, there's no faces of color like come on now y'all how many different versions of white can we get honestly so it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how this plays out um, in the tech world, in terms of um, healthcare reform, um, and just all the different things going on for um, employees working for these corporations. And it got announced too that Detroit is not, I don't know if we said this on the podcast, we did, we did, we Detroit is not, is no longer in the running for Amazon headquarters. I felt like Yay. they were so shady in their announcement. I saw something that was like, Detroit just doesn't have the talent that they were looking for. And I was like, I saw a couple of reasons. Yeah, transportation, transportation was, was, I think, the yeah. main problem. Which we knew. Of course we knew that. We talked about that like every episode. Exactly. Nobody wants to. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear it. It's cool. They're not listening uh, to us. <laughs> <laughs> Back to sports. Uh, the Pats lost the Super Bowl. Yes, and I'm really, really happy Perfect. about that because fuck Tom Brady. Um, I was just cheering for whatever team was winning at the moment. So. Well, fuck Tom Brady. To be honest, <laughs> fuck Tom Brady. Uh, That's just in general. Yeah. Like. 
One, it's the Patriots. Two, he had a Make America Great hat in he, his locker. Like, yeah, and Donald Trump are like friends and shit. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. Very. Which is awkward, actually. And especially for like Giselle to be married to him, too. Like, you're a fashion model, and the people, the type of people that you're exposed to are like real progressive, very liberal. Most of them are gay. Like, how does that relationship work? <laughs> it doesn't. That's why I mean, it's shit. That is why they lost. <laughs> also, Will Smith was on Instagram celebrating the Eagles win. And can we talk about how Will Smith's uh, entree to, to Instagram is like the best thing to happen <laughs> to humanity? It. I, I love, love it. Him. His videos are hilarious. And Jaden's comments are make it even, even funny. When Jaden was mad about those cheetah pants, he was like, so nobody's going to talk about these pants. <laughs> I love all the shameless plugs though. Like he has his son's water, his water yeah. bottles like everywhere. I need to figure out where to buy that. Can you yeah. just buy it online, like buy a case? Is it, um, so is it like, what's the premise of the company? Is it, I know the bottles are like recyclable and all that stuff, but is it like- That's all I know about it. Breakdown of his eco-friendly water. Yes. Hmm. Well, maybe Sounds we can get- fancy. That on the, <laughs> the, is that the AC? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's it for Hot Topics and other random stuff. Do we have any other housekeeping things? Um, no. Me and Shariah are still alive after this semester of dissertation. I got one more edit tonight and I'll be good to go. So are you, you, so you started writing yours already? Well, I started writing the perspectives, which is the introduction like to it, yeah. it. yeah it's basically yeah. like why are you doing this research and why it matters it? and all of that because that's what you got to do to get doctor in front of your name so i'm gonna do it the stress is real i I've, i'm praying for y'all because i just want a scholarship to fall out of the sky and forgive okay. all my student loans like it's rich right. husband rich wife you know both both would be ideal i i'm not picky <laughs> You, the what? <laughs> <laughs> I meant in terms of the husband or the wife, not in terms of the actual person. Oh, <laughs> we, we know like just anybody. Just come pay these bills. <laughs> All right, commercial break. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Honey. Uh, if you are interested in learning a little bit more about the team here behind the New Kids or need any of us for any specific services, here is how you can reach us. You can reach Miss Shariah Marshall for career and small business consulting at marshallcareerconsulting.com. You can hit her up on her Twitter at Shariah M or her Instagram at marshallcareerconsulting. You can also hit up Miss Jermaine Pencil for small business and nonprofit consulting via her website, gpencilconsulting.com, her Twitter at Jermaine Pencil, or her Instagram at gpencilconsulting. You can hit me up for any creative project or artist management um, at haneacross.com. You can hit up my IG or Twitter at honey underscore spiffy, or just email me at hania.cross at gmail.com. Yay. Okay, guys, we are back Ooh. and we're going to be interviewing. Do you want me to call you Bleak or Malcolm today? Either one. Okay. Either one. I'm going to go with Bleak. So, you can introduce yourself to the listeners. Hey. But, hey, uh, cool to be here. This spot is really nice. Uh, real cool. You want to tell them what you do? Right. Um, you I, I DJ. My, I go by Bleak. Uh, I DJ. Um, have a musical background. That's how I got into DJing. Mm. Um, I played the trumpet. I was about to say Bleak the rapper. No, Bleak from like uh, Mo Better Blues. Spike, okay. Spike Lee movie. That's what the name is from. Um, Did you choose your DJ name or somebody gave it to you? Someone gave it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody gave me Honey too, so... Those are the best ones. The best nicknames. Yeah. Nobody yeah. gave me. No, I was gonna say nobody gave me Maine except my mama. <laughs> my mama called me Big Head. Did I count? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? All right. So, do you have like any? I know you said you have a musical background. That's kind of how you got into DJing. Did you take any specific training, school, anything like that? Uh, no specific training around DJing. Um, it's more of a hands-on thing, but I'm, you can get training too, obviously. But uh, just a hands-on, learn as you go, and I've been doing it for a while now. Where'd you go to high school? Renaissance. Mm, you bougie. What you mean? <laughs> 
bougie people go to Renaissance? I know some hood rats um, go to Renaissance, but bougie people go to they like bougie hood rats. What makes you bougie and what makes you a hood rat? That we not gonna get into. Let's get into People think that same way they think about cash or like DSA, you know. Um, but nah, man. No. Cool. You know a bunch of people from Renaissance. I yeah. know a shit ton of people. Yeah, you hang, are they all right. bougie? Yeah, most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D-Lo went to Renaissance. So? D-Lo is D-Lo the bad. She's bad at bougie. She is a bad bitch. She's a bad bitch. You know, what a time. You know. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Alright, so what's your favorite Coney Island? Um, let's come back to it. East side or west side? Grandy's then. Grandy's? If I had to call it, I would go yes. Grandy's. Which Grandy's? Hey, shout out Kid McFly. He put me on Grandy's. Hey, okay. kid. Hi, kid. Which Grandy's, though? Um, he put me on the one off, uh, right behind, uh, King. Okay. Yeah. Sounds tasty. What is that, Mac? Yeah. I don't know shit about the east side. We know. East side or west side? What do you mean? Where you live? Where you from? Where you, from? you live west or you from west? West. From west. <laughs> Don't have me. I live in Woodhaven. We, <laughs> we never get anybody from the west side. It's always people who like grew up on the east side and so then they talk shit at me. So. I think we had, what's he like, number three? TJ at west side? Or is TJ east side? TJ, TJ grew up on Seven Mile. Oh. East side. He just live on the west side. Real names versus names, man. Hmm? Real names. I mean, I'm like TJ who? You know, you know, like 10 TJ and shit. I call yeah. him Terrence and that is, that is and, not his name. and none of them are his name. Anthony Huddleston. <laughs> Come on, man. Why y'all putting people's full names out there? Because he was all here. Because he was all here. He was our first guest. So it happened to him, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only You're one. Not the only one. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's your story? Like, how did you get into DJing? Why do you stay? All this stuff. Um. I was, I'm into jazz, or I, jazz was my favorite thing to play. Um, so just naturally being into music, wanting to hear what I want to hear versus whatever's being played. Mm. I used to go do a bunch of parties. And uh, I started like that, um, tried it out. I don't know, I just wanted to, I wanted to be in control of the music. So I tried it, it's fun. I get to play what I want, um, play a variety. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a good mix. Did you, um, so you're trumpet in, co- in high, school high school or college? High school. High school? Yeah. Just high school, you're in marching band? Yeah, orchestra, jazz band. That was my high school. I tried to play the French horn. Tough. That's the only, it was that's the only brass instrument so I wanted good, to play. Though. I went to Interlochen for a couple of summers, and there's this one class where you literally get to play like all of the instruments in the orchestra, and French one was my favorite. Class I didn't know instrument. you were a fucking baby genius <laughs> until the other day. Yeah, I'm at. So he, my dad is starting a, a reading program. Yeah, we talked about it. And yeah, he decided to tell my whole life story for everybody who was there. Yeah. It was a bio. It was a bio. You should have wrote it down. <laughs> we recorded it, something. We reuse that thing. But yeah, I was orchestra and band in high school. That was me. I was a band. band I did every school. in high school because why not? I did nothing. No, I'm just playing. You said I did, you did what? Everything? Yeah, like because what? so my first two years of high school, I went to King. And I was in the MSAT program, so we took a lot of accelerated courses. Mm-hmm. So by the time I switched schools and got to my junior year, a lot of the classes that I was supposed to take that I had already taken. So I was in a bunch of electives. So I was in like art, band, drama, <laughs> swim, Look at you, dance, pants. <laughs> random shit to get credit. Everything though. Yeah. Legit. I'm in like all the pictures in the yearbook. I'm just like, I was on the yearbook committee. <laughs> I'm just in there like, hey y'all. Were you class president? Yes. Yeah. Damn. Got so fancy. I did a lot. Bougie. Where'd you go to college? Um, U of M Dearborn. Oh, more bougie. Did you? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? No, where'd you go to elementary school? Uh, I was. I wasn't born here. I'm not a native. Okay, okay. You're not a native. Where were you born? From the other side. Um, so right, right against Lake Michigan, South Haven. Oh, okay. You're a West Michigander. Yeah. Y'all are weird. Yeah. Because I used to go there when um when I was at Western we used to drive that way. That's why I go to Idlewild all the time. Hmm. So you yeah. had just you that was something. I didn't that you know did about it, but the first time I heard about it, mm-hmm. it made perfect sense to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kwaku. We need yes. to have him back yes. soon. The return of Idlewild. The return of Idlewild. 
he'll he'll be back. He wants to yeah. do another episode with us. So. Yeah. I think he's got a couple of other things coming up soon though. Um yeah. I don't think I can say on here when not yet. he's no. going to announce it. No, I can't. Probably not. But soon, y'all. <laughs> so exciting. So get your money excited. ready, please. Yes. And your your partners, your sleepover people. Your sleepy partners. Um, sleepy partners. That sounds, that sounds so bad. <laughs> get your partners. I have a question. So how how do you judge yourself as an agent? Like, what are some indicators, some good indicators for you to say, okay, this is this is a good job or you know maybe I want to do better you can answer Why, oh, hey, I, I thought y'all were looking at me to like approve that no <laughs> um, good indicators so everybody uh, vibes a little different so for some people it's head nods you'll get foot taps you'll get some people you know wilding out depends on depends on the mood and then uh being versatile and being able to you know do a party where we're acting up you know and then do one where we're eating you know or um or celebrating something mm-hmm. something decent you know so that's kind of how we look at it um for murals murals is is never a party until like the last 30 minutes because i'm not about to have niggas dancing around wet paint art on the walls so whatever DJ we have, we always got to tell them, like, this is a chill party. Like, I need you to just yeah. just relax. But you also want to be able to grab people mm-hmm. and make them do pretty much, you know. Yeah. Not whatever you want, but have a good time. Exactly. I feel like with uh, like more chill sets, too, that's an opportunity to show people music that they would mm-hmm. not necessarily like have like, listened to. Exactly, keep listening but they to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I always discover new music when somebody is doing a chill set. That makes sense. So what's your... Um, your first job out of college and did you immediately start working as a DJ or did you kind of do a couple other things? I worked as a DJ through college. Um, I started when I was like 19, 20, mm. I believe, right around there. Um, so I did start out DJing through college and kept going after. And I also started working in my field. Well, I did taxes. I did... What did you go to college um, for? Finance. Oh, oh numbers. Yeah. So actually, I, was, I had a few jobs. I, uh, I did landscaping. I did uh, people's taxes. Um, yeah, those are my two. And then I started working in in the business. Well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what have been some hurdles or hard lessons that you had to face? And which, well, I guess either one. A little bit of both. Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's a gang of both. So in the, in the professional world, in the corporate world, what's been like, maybe not your biggest challenge, but what's the challenge you're having like right now? My current challenge is um, I work with a older, older workplace, mm-hmm. not even older, but a more experienced workplace. Mm-hmm. And um, they just look at me away, you know. Because you're young? Yeah. They assume things because I'm young and then... Um, because they don't understand my actions. They assume that You're doing it wrong. they like validate their thoughts. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's not really the case. So we have these talks and then, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I think it's interesting working with an older workforce and they know you do more than one thing besides your job. Mm-hmm. And they, it's like they almost kind of judge you for having your they hand in more. Yeah, I play that role. That's not yeah. something I talk about at work. And people will ask me at work like, yo, and now Saturday, like, okay, you know, it's cool. It's not something I hide, um, but I'm not super open. Yeah. It's not something you want everybody to know because everybody just can't hold it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can't hold it well. I find everybody definitely doesn't hold it well, but I honestly also found that I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I let everybody know because in my day jobs, like the, the entrepreneurial things that I do come first because that's what I want to do with the rest of my life. So like entering a job, everybody pretty much knows that I'm there for these hours. Right. Exactly. But also I have found that like a good number of especially coworkers and most of the time most of my bosses as well are pretty actually like supportive of the things that I do I think outside of my day job. But like the way that they talk about it, yeah. I don't like like I, I don't know. 
I think it definitely depends on the age of your coworkers yeah. and the type of environment that you work in. Because if you're in like a more collaborative, open workspace, you're going to have people who are more open to um, like different things, different ideals. Whereas if you're in a traditional cubicle mm-hmm. space, most of those people are not. <laughs> um, they're not objective, or they're not open to life outside of their cubicle space. Mm, yeah. Um, so it's definitely interesting, and that's not to say that you can't be ha- happy with you know working in an office. I work in an office. Me too. I'm not happy 100 percent of the time, <laughs> but I like my job for the most part. But you definitely get both sides of the coin. Yeah, and you get those people that are like I know with my place of employment. <laughs> They are very, like, it's a mixed crowd. So, like, a lot of them are supportive of, like, maybe, like, going out after work. Or, like, you know, just having fun. And then there's that one group of sad old people. <laughs> so, it's, like, would finding you, that would, balance. Would y'all go out with drinks with your co-workers after work? Which mm-hmm. one? A few of them. Um, I have. So, when I was working in the restaurant industry, we were always drunk. Uh... No, unless it's like a company event. I yeah, I, yeah, I haven't. I don't, been. I don't know. I'm I'm really close with my boss, which people think yeah. is weird. So like, she cool people. We, she's yeah, cool. Like, so you know, I don't. I I guess my experience with that isn't traditional. So I go out with a few of them. Some of them I just kind of keep them at a because it's like I know you're gonna snitch, so I'm gonna just keep you over there out of my personal business. I would do it. I wish we could do it at lunch. Same. Me too. <laughs> I keep cool. telling them just put a bar in the basement. Like y'all already stress us out. Just put a bar in the basement. We can go down there, get ourselves together, and come back up and be good and conduct ourselves. Well, yeah. I could. I, don't, I can't speak for the rest of them. <laughs> With my old job, we used, we used to go out all the time. But this new one, I don't. I don't know yet. I don't. <laughs> I don't know about them just yet. Well, you you haven't had like enough time there to figure them out. This really. is true. Y'all really don't like who you work with. It's not Damn, that I don't like rough. who that's I work rough. with. I've only been there two months. And Y'all yeah. had a really quick no. Like, no question. <laughs> I just I don't even so my coworkers, they cool. I don't know if my boss listens to It's just to a dream. Yeah. I mean I think I've, he, I've been there for like five years now, so I've had yeah. like enough time to get to, to know everybody to know yeah. who I can deal that's with true. and who I can't deal with. So I think that's why I'm, it's easier for me to say yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but we've tried it. There's been times that we went out and it was just So really you ha- have you already? No. Have you tried it? See? Let's no. give it a but try. But she looked at me like I was crazy <laughs> when I said you hate your But also, <laughs> she's not a social person, that so there's that too. But... I, not to new people at least. Yeah, not to new it's people. Not to new She's people. an ambivert for sure though. <laughs> Cause she she does she'll go out. She'll but just she stare got, at the people that she yeah. doesn't know. She's she's a voyeur. She she <laughs> likes just being on the outskirts looking. This is very true. So what happens? Plus there's also a significant age gap between me and my coworkers. So hmm. they call me the millennial. I would no. <laughs> See, that would be like a hard limit for That's me. Right. That would be it's like not, it really doesn't. It's not that like they don't even. It grinds my gears. It doesn't matter. I think I it depends know. on how people use it. Yeah, some people use it with a negative connotation, but yeah. they think they can get it past. It you. doesn't even have to be like all the way negative. It can just be like condescending. Like I know yeah. you have a problem with this, or I know you like slightly feel some type of way about yep. you know me calling you this, but I'm gonna do it anyways because I know like it's not really harming you. Yeah, we no. had, we had the discussion <laughs> the other day. Like this one lady. Like, oh, millennials are entitled. Millennials don't really want to work and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you can sit here and talk about millennials all day long. However, your generation is the one that raised us. So what does that say about you? And then just got real quiet. <laughs> just looking at me. I was like, uh, well, that's what it is. Oh, the generational gap that work mm-hmm. is always a good conversation. Uh, what attracted you to jazz in high school? My band director. Pretty mm-hmm. dope. So let's see, you kind of already answered that question. So tell us about Compound and the wins and challenges of working with um, a collaborative group of people. Uh, Compound is a production company uh, that specializes in a, in a variety of things, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be sound, um, DJing, production, um, videography, photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good that comes with that is just being in a, in a group. There, there are things you just can't do by yourself, so. period, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and everybody from 
the smallest to the biggest person needs somebody or needs people um, to help them thrive. And uh, the challenge with that is the same thing. You know, it's a, it's a gang of people, um, idea stops, schedules, all that. So it, uh, it's definitely, um, being in a group is something that's invaluable. Top, top, for sure. So would you consider yourself more of a team player or someone who likes to have uh, tasks delegated to you, you take care of it, okay, bring it back, we move on? Yeah, DJing is kind of a solitary right. profession. It varies, um, but for DJing, we uh, we swap off all the time. Mm-hmm. It's fun when you can go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but I think I can do both, or at least I try to, and over time I've changed. I, uh, I've become more selfish, for sure. Uh, for lack of better words, right? But um, from team player to uh, personal, a little more. And um, it just depends on what the role and what's going on. If it's something that I, I specialize in, I'll take that, that, that lead spot. If it's something I don't, I'll play my part. What can I do, you know? I think that's interesting because a lot of times people, uh, young people don't like being in the lead. They would rather have somebody else be in charge or they want to be the one in charge. And (laughs) uh, when you have uh, a bunch of people who want to be in charge in the same space, you won't get a lot done versus when you have nobody who wants to be in charge in the same space, you still won't get that balance. So you have to have that balance. So we've had quite a few people on the, the podcast that have referenced you as like a, I don't know how I want to put it, like a mentor or like sharing a lot of your knowledge. So how do you, yeah, how, how does that hold? We have, we've had, we've had a, a few people. Several people. Like I, 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 I one right yeah. there. Parker. Parker. Hey Parker, Parker in the room. He taking pictures today. Say hey Parker, they can hear you. <laughs> um, I forget who else it was, but it was a couple people. Yeah, you so saw a few times. How do you, how is that, is that important to you? How do you, that's do you do nice. that with intention or does it just happen? It's good to hear. Um, it's, it's in conversation, mm-hmm. and, and then I think it's, it's become more intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to you give people, just like giving somebody a book, you know, you want to give somebody something that's going to that's gonna mean something, mm-hmm. not just, you know, even if it's just conversation, let's talk about something a little more world. meaningful. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be every day we talk, it's all deep and shit, but, you know, <laughs> I should be able to ask you something, though and get an honest answer yeah. and be able to take that answer and do something with it. And I think it's more of that. Just, I'm honest and uh, it's the same way. So we talked back and forth. He probably told me something in the same conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's See, great to hear though. With that, like, cause I love helping people. Like that's just like what I do. Like I love giving advice, but I'm also pretty candid just <laughs> in general. Have you found that you had to, had to like really watch your words as you've gotten like more notoriety or as you've helped more people like do you have to watch what you say more or do you still just kind of like let it fly um when y'all said that that was the first for me like really? i know we have conversations mm-hmm. and, and all that but um i don't know i kind of say what i want mm-hmm. i think y'all know that yeah. y'all know me a little you know i'm either um i'm either closed off and you think i don't say anything or you know me and you know i might say anything mm-hmm. so um it's, it's, it's whatever. I don't really, uh, I'm not concerned with that too much. You're not too cognizant of it, I feel like. How do you feel about um, constructive criticism in terms of the overall perception or delivery on like the scene today? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of us have businesses, a lot of us do things, but I don't think a lot of people are very receptive to mm-hmm. constructive criticism or people don't know how to deliver constructive criticism. Yeah. So how do you how do you approach constructive criticism, both from delivery and from reception? Uh, I don't know about like uh, necessarily like with people in the scene, but it's it's something that's uh, relevant to me now. I'm I'm learning to take criticism and not just like I think the big thing for me was taking it how it comes. So um, it's not your job, at least the way I feel, right? You can feel however you want. I don't think it's your job to like pad what you say to me anymore. When I used to 100% like watch what you say. You know what I mean? That was yeah. something I say verbatim. You know, not like that, but and you know, I wouldn't like it. So I'm trying to learn to just be more uh, like let go and kind of grow mm-hmm. up. You know, um, you're not gonna like what everybody says. 
that's not what you talk to people for. That is true. So that's what I would say. As far as delivery, I know I miss. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the reason I got to let go of like other people saying shit to me. So. <laughs> Do you pay attention to like who's qualified to give you that feedback? <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> this, honestly, like, but it's important. It, sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds funny, but honestly, when you think about like niches and stuff like that, some people are quick to throw out criticism and it's like, okay, but you don't know shit about what I do. <laughs> Cause I feel like I have no room to say like, oh, you're either a good DJ or a bad DJ. I can say I like the music I don't know. that you, you play. Come out, I do. You come out and I do, you know, but it's so. like I like the music, but I can't say like, oh, he mm. should have done this because I don't DJ. Oh no, anybody, mm. you know, if you, if I'm DJing, you don't have a good time, uh, it isn't your isn't your right to say like, yo, that nigga wasn't he, he just wasn't tight. And that's fine, you know. Um, I prefer you not say that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's whatever. Anybody can give you criticism. If I, you know, if you came out to dance, you thought that's what I was gonna do for you. Mm. And that's not what what happened, and that's happened. You know, it is what it is. So kind of. we, right. I'm the opposite. I'd be like, you don't know nothing. I don't want to hear. But DJing feedback. is different. DJing is. I mean, music is like. Music is so you go subjective. Everywhere you go, there's gonna be music, or you would probably like for there to be music. Mm. Right. So everybody has an opinion on music, for sure. Yeah. That's not like a. You can't say like, oh, you should have cut it, cut the way. Well, actually, you can. You can say like that's so. If you know so we're at the technical no, aspect listen, we're of We're at this it. Beyonce party. I probably shouldn't admit this, but <laughs> so we're at the Beyonce party, and I play all her all her joints. She has so many, um, but I play um, what is it? Crazy in Love. Mm-hmm. But I never take it to the end because I don't have weave. I'm not thinking about that <laughs> shit. Right? Like you know, I got a drink in my. Uh-huh. Hand. I'm kind of having a good time, just not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I get done. We're done. We're just hanging out. And a couple people come up to me and they were like, yo, it was tight, man. It was tight. But what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I have a problem with you not playing this <laughs> one part of the song. And that's, I mean, that's a great example. Of, I mean, some people walk out of there and they say, man, that for that reason, I'm straight. I'm going to his next shit, you know? I think that'd be kind of dramatic. But, no, but that is true. Yeah. No, that's it's true. Because fair, when you played the Kanye uh, party, there it was you and I don't know who the other DJ was, but he was playing a lot of house beats. I left. TD and Jermaine <laughs> left, and I was like, yo, who is this? See, nigga? but that's not what you came for. But he was playing bangers. Like, he had he was, a great set. Yeah, you know what I mean? He had I a great impressed. set, and like his music Super, was cool, you know? but like I came expecting to exactly. listen to Kanye. So that's, the, that's a good job. And I wasn't hearing Kanye, so I was mad. I was I also like, tired. So. Y'all gotta stop coming so late when I DJ, man. I ain't prime time like that. <laughs> you know? Goodness gracious. It was another one the other day. Uh, not to say that those people came for me because I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you can see like a pocket of people come in at like oh, you talking about, uh, midnight, midnight, 12 30. Mm. And they're like, what's up? Where I'm are like, you at? Nigga. That's because like we used to. That's because I feel like that's also because we're used to a lot of parties in the scene where we have like thrown them, and I feel like, like for you and just like people who own businesses within the scene in general, we are starting now to not only start our own stuff but also expand in terms of clientele. I feel like for a lot of for a long time it was a lot of like shared resources, shared gigs, like we were doing stuff for each other, and now like adults like yeah, people. yeah I am an adult I have to stop saying that <laughs> grown people because I don't feel like I'm grown grown people and other professionals have been like reaching out to us for our services so I feel like that's gotta be us getting used to like going out early and going home early now well, that's too. not that's, a problem that's not a problem <laughs> not for not like at all. yeah but like well, when I, I go out tired. and I'm home by like nine I'm like what or I just what need I to do? get those 12 to 2 uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I heard the home? bathtub pub has a reggae night now on Saturday nights. That starts at 2 a.m. That starts at 2 a.m.? Yes. See? Nah, that's gonna be at Park. We tried that. No For a minute with all this shit, I thought we were on radio. I was like, can you say that? It's after hours, <laughs> like, blowing a spot up. <laughs> okay, um, so are we taking a break? We're taking a break. Commercial yeah, break. Commercial break. Hey guys, it's Shariah, one third of the New Kids. And if you're interested in being on our show or have a guest in mind, you can check us out or email us at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com or you can follow us on all social media at the New Kids LLC and even on SoundCloud at the New Kids Detroit. 
So we're back. And we're back. Back, back, back. Oh, so, I have my time. I'm about to say what happened to your you sound never, effects. You were never fired. We need applause for show though. Like, I think they have some. Hold on. Well, it's kind of late now. It is, but that's all right. We still all have right. a couple things. All right. So, Bleak, um, where or how would you recommend someone starts out their path as a DJ? Where would you recommend they start? You know, a lot of, not a lot, but people do ask me, and um, I would say just try it. I mean, just go ahead and do it. Um, collect music, collect like quality, well, it depends on if, uh, if you're gonna go the vinyl route, collect quality vinyls. Um, if you're gonna go the computer route, um, or the um, computer and vinyl, like turntable route, get quality songs. Like, something I didn't know for years was, uh, like the bit rate on a song, mm. uh, it should be higher than, higher than, not, you know, more or less, right? Yeah. Um, there's certain qualities. So get quality music, um, get some quality equipment, and practice every day. Touch it every day. That's what I just told my boy who asked me. He's told me that was good advice, so I'll say mm. it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I about to say? I don't know. You didn't say anything. I don't know. Fuck. Oh, do you know how to scratch? I'm learning. Okay. Um, I understand it. I do do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it well, mm-hmm. so I can't say yet. Can then you, people, you know. Can you fuck up vinyl if you don't know how to scratch, like, like well? The needle can do it. But. I'd be so scared. So, what would you say makes a great DJ? Um, great DJ. Great DJ. Um, I would say reach. So, like, you know. What, what do you do? Like, what what can you do? What you know beyond me coming out and having a couple of drinks with you? You know, what what are you? Can you can you make you know? Can you do things? Can you can you run a you know? Can you throw a party? Can you run a business? Do you have ties to the community? Do you mm. you know? What do you do on a daily basis? Who are you? Um, so if that connects with people and you can have a party going, that's tight. You know. Inspire people, just like any like any artist. I think what makes any good artist connection with people, um, diligence, hard work, and obviously talent. And like it takes some some form of like luck. You know what I mean? Just like it takes a whole bunch of effort too. You know, it's just a part of the. What is the That's a guy. <laughs> That makes it worse. Like, what? I've learned to stop even trying to gender people. Yeah. I've missed, like, talking about delivery. Man. That is very true. Mm -hmm. I said, that girl or that guy, whatever, and then the person I work with. Everybody is they. I try really hard not to refer to people as he or she anymore because you don't know how they identify. I'm learning. I'm learning slowly. Same. It's a process. I didn't know I could go to Thailand and, like, fuck around and... Accidentally. You know. Mm-hmm. It could happen. Not not only Thailand either. I mean, you know. <laughs> Shoot, what would it six here. miles? <laughs> you get what I'm saying though. Yes, I would have went to Thailand like damn. All these, you know, women or whatever are fucking beautiful. You know. And offend somebody by accident. Exactly. Talking about women. Mm-hmm. We just talked about it. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the best piece of advice away. you would give to your pastor? <laughs> Um, shut up. Like, <laughs> for real, like, shut up, do, you know, do some work. Shut up and do some work. I still work. don't know where I know him you from. Know, it'll work out better than uh, talking and not. Yeah, I think a lot of people understand that listening is important, but they still don't practice yeah. good listening skills. And it's they miss hard. A lot. It's a learned thing. It's like learning to take in, like, the constructive criticism, you know? You gotta laugh. I feel like a lot of people reveal a lot more when you shut up and listen. Like if you're trying to get something from them or you're trying to make a new business connection or you you know, like trying to just feel somebody out. If you just shut up and let somebody talk. Or just people yeah. watch. Yeah, people watching. Just do you. Mm-hmm. You, watch like, yeah. Yeah. you learn a lot day. by just watching how people move versus opening yeah. your mouth. It's mm-hmm. interesting how people move when they think no one is looking. Yeah. 
which is also sounds very creepy. <laughs> Creep squad. <laughs> but the truth nonetheless. Okay, so what's the best piece of client advice you would give to someone looking to work with a DJ? Oh, this is great. Yeah, because I know y'all, I always Yo, see Stacy like, like on Twitter just all the time. Just be straight. First thing I would say is like be straightforward. So mm -hmm. everybody comes in. It's, I get it. It's a service. Nobody wants to pay full price for anything, right? I understand that. Um, however. Run me my money. However, like um, know what you want. Be straightforward and a quality DJ would be straightforward with you. Make sure you get what you want, what you need for the correct price. You know what I mean? You start going to these DJs. Um, I really don't shit on it, you know, but it's a thing where people under, where DJs undercut each other. You start going to these DJs that are just taking gigs for, for peanuts, you know, um, and it kind of like, It'll fuck up your event. Yeah. And it'll mm. fuck up what we do on our side too. It's crazy. So if you care about, you know, um, you know, just music and, and DJs doing their thing, know what you want from a DJ, tell them that's what you want and provide them the resources, whether it be money, venue, people. You want people to dance, there's nobody there. And now you, you mad at the DJ because five people didn't dance. You know what I mean? So, so resources, I guess. So what other field of work in, intrigues you or, um, yeah, I guess intrigues you besides DJing? Uh, on the business side, um, I've been a lot more interested in like public affairs. Uh, not, not really like communications necessarily, but like touching and like seeing people and working on, um, working on things that can help the community. Uh, and then on the DJ side, I'm into the vinyl now. Um, all these years I've been DJing, I've never really DJed. So I started doing vinyl night a few months ago, and I thought I was cheating if I came in there every day and I used my computer. So now I'm into the records, or trying to get into the records. Don't come out and expect me to be all nice. Yet. <laughs> it's coming, you know, it's coming. But uh, Last vinyl night, you played strictly vinyl, didn't you? No, I played like 45 minutes okay. of vinyl, okay. like 30, 40 minutes of vinyl. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was hype. We had fun. We did. I was we drunk. Always I mean, I was drunk. Say, we always have fun. Because <laughs> we always need. But also, like, if the DJ is shitty and I'm drunk, I'm going to be mad, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So how do you stay inspired? Um, and this can be in the form of like music, podcasts, books, TV shows. So how do you stay aware? Um, I actively um, listen to the radio. You know, um, they say like one of the like I don't know like one of the mass like one of the master ways to get good at something is to imitate. Um, I listen to mix shows constantly. I listen. I go out and listen to other DJs. I make it a thing to do that. So that's one way I stay inspired. And then I'm a fan, you know? The reason I spend records is because I like music. Not because, like, I don't DJ. I didn't get into DJing to make money or, or to, like, whatever people, you know, whatever people do it for notoriety or, um, not saying I don't at all, but that's not my, my, my goal out of it. The music um, is your passion? Yeah, the music is what, what I'm after, <clears throat> and there's always good music, always. I mean, this last year was great. Uh -huh. Was it? You don't think so? It was I. I'm still listening to stuff from last year. I am good too, just not as much as I, I pulled up. I uh, listening to No Worries, having a good time. I feel that. <laughs> a good time. That might have dropped in sixteen. Though. I think so. it did. <laughs> <laughs> so the remixes came last year. They yeah. did. So what's next for you? I'm not sure exactly. Um, That's real. What I do know, I can't say. Oh, <laughs> so, have you well, signed an NDA? Or no, no, not like that. Oh, okay. um, it's a personal, it's a personal idea for mm. me, and um, like a personal project that I want to go after that I've been thinking about for a while. So I'm just looking for like all the resources, like we were talking about, and then um, yeah, I hope, I hope soon, I hope around spring or so. Uh, maybe summertime, I'll have something to 
introduce everybody to. Speak it into fruition. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's the first time. So right here is uh, hopefully what does it. You heard it here first. Nothing. You heard nothing here first. So switching to a more... Um, I don't know what to call it, a more presence-based question. Yeah. Where do you think our generation is needed in Detroit the most? This is very relevant because we sit in, I think, because we're sitting in the foundation right now. Yes. And I feel like this is a space that a lot of like young black millennials have occupied. Like I know there's a group of young uh, Detroit bloggers who get together and they often have photo shoots here. Uh, food bloggers come all the time, but I don't see anybody in leadership here like who looks like us or who is as young as us or you know i mean just a, as a reflection of the city in general mm -hmm. um in leadership there is a serious lack of millennial expression and yep. millennial voice so where from bleak's perspective where do you think the generation our generation is needed in detroit the most if i you know i, I should have read these questions um, <laughs> It's better. If I had to call yes. it though, I would just I would say with the youth. Um, this last weekend, like Honey said, I was working with her, or we were beginning to work on something. Um, and even before I've touched any kids or anything like that, it feels special. Mm. It feels like something that's needed, you know. Um, and it's something we can do without expecting anything in return. So like, um, you do it solely to. to you know, it takes very little and it has so much potential on the back end. And we see already that people don't give a fuck about our youth or us, mm -hmm. you know, let's be clear. Um, so let's get in there and do something that that matters and has like exponential potential. And like touch kids, yo, mean something. Well, I will say your answer is not too far out from where, what most people okay. say. Education, kids, um, community work so we know we just gotta we just gotta do it yeah that we is know. very true we, we, like we're hip like we see it but we, you know we gotta really do it I feel like a lot of people are very apprehensive about it too like not not even just like working with kids specifically but stepping into like their potential and their purpose as it's a lot millennials it's, it's, it's a lot it man. is very and it's ever and changing to fail mm -hmm. like yeah. failure is a I think working with kids because they're so pure and they like they attach to anything that we say or do like they feel like we're right and I always had that fear of like I don't want to steer this child down the wrong mm -hmm. path Children are very and, <laughs> and they'd be like oh probably shouldn't have taught that kid and that. also too like kids kids go through a lot like yeah. now like when I was working at uh, elementary school, the stuff that the kids would face on a day-to-day -day basis just from coming or going home and coming to school yeah. is like, this is crazy. I, I would have never thought about this as a kid. Yeah. And this is stuff that they're exposed to on a daily basis. Yeah. And even if not kids, somebody, it can be, we can be the same age. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I can have something to offer you. So, you know, make it a point every now and then to say, you know what, instead of me having this or me doing that, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, one-offs. Those are those are the, like the things that are gonna keep things moving and uh, and matter every day to somebody. Mm, that's yeah. real. So where do you see yourself? And let me preface this by saying everybody hates this question, including including us. us. But for some reason, somebody keeps putting it on the agenda. <laughs> I just never take it off. <laughs> but people always give pretty good answers. They do. So where do you see yourself in five years? And where do you see yourself at the end of your career? Five. It's a two-part question. Yeah. Push me uh, How old? Age. I'm not going to say it. I'm 26 right now. That's not old. Uh, so that would put me at 31. Man, I don't know. Probably going through some transition. Uh, maybe here, maybe not. Mm. Um, hopefully, I hopefully, hope to still have ties here heavily, you know, um, and always come back. Uh, may, may be here actively, may not. I don't know. I hope I'm still spinning. I hope I have hour-long vinyl sets going. <laughs> you know, just whatever. I don't know. I really have no clue. Um, hopefully still pursuing what matters to me. And then at the end of my career, whatever that is, hopefully I'm laid up on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do that in five, you know. Um, but I, honestly, um, I do hope to uh, be able to live very simple for the rest of my life at some point. Mm -hmm. And it's very possible. Oh yeah. And that's yeah, what yeah. type of, you know, that's the time for sure. Like, 
that's ideal. All right, so last question. And when you think about this, I want you to remember, you said you are going to take this person's problems, everything, baby mamas, go. kids, all what of that. What kind of questions? Debt. Debt. <laughs> that's so, important, man. That's, people don't egg. consider that shit. Nope. Man. So if you could switch places with Where someone for what? one week, <laughs> who would it be? If I could do what? If you could switch, switch places with someone for one week, who would it be? For a week? And just remember, a week. Just a week. And you get everything, like all the knowledge, you get, but you also get all the problems. Just for the week, though. Shit. Maybe we should extend this question for... Forever. No, for no. like <laughs> a year. Um, well, do you get to take do you get to take like the knowledge back with you when you switch? Like, See, now we getting complicated. Okay, <laughs> okay maybe a month. Okay, a month. A month is fair. Yeah. All right. Well, my answer is not that great anyway. But just out of sheer like curiosity, I would want to be most deaf. Okay. Oh, sure. That's my favorite rapper. For the week. That's and we could do that for for the year, preferably. Actually, I think we can live with it. Living it up. I think we can live. You know. But uh, yeah. I fuck with most. Most is the man. He is. He's top five all time. <laughs> Debate your mother, yo. <laughs> People get so mad, they be like, oh, you like poets. They were like, no, I like most of They call him a poet? Well, he is a poet. He is a poet, but, but also, they use it in like a negative connotation, like rappers aren't poets. Like rappers yeah. didn't come from like poets. Like, like most wasn't ripping niggas. Like he didn't rap over the takeover beat. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't challenge niggas to for real. He challenged uh he he wanted five MCs to challenge five MCs mm-hmm. going back and forth. He wanted DJs to challenge DJs, producers, all this in New Orleans, right after all the hurricanes and shit. And he said all that shit can go to charity. We can have the marching bands, all this shit. And he called people out. He talked about all this is documented, you know. He called out the 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 greatest and shit like that. You know. <laughs> And nothing happened from nothing it. Came nothing came to So, like, what does it matter? Can't nobody yeah. touch most. Straight up. So, we're at the end of our wonderful season two, episode one podcast. Um, you got applause ready? No. No. <laughs> it really felt really good. good. It sounded That's really, good. really good. You should keep it. <laughs> Reuse it. So, Bleak, how can people book you for your services? Uh, via email, I guess is the preferred way. Um, info at djbleak.com is djbleek.com. And then uh, just see me out, talk to me, you know. I talk, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, connect that way. That's how it usually happens, it's the best way. Do you want to drop your personal social media handles? Um. What kind of, uh... Well, <laughs> Instagram? is usually pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Good. I'm gonna clean it up and I'll come back and then we'll, uh... So email is only nah, right it's, now, uh, it's Sir Bleak um, on everything, pretty much. But on uh, Instagram, for sure, it's S-I-R-B-L-E-E-K. Cool. All I do is post pictures and read books on there. Talk shit. <laughs> yeah, I gotta read 26 books. It was 20 before. Uh, before you heard my daddy say yeah, 56. Man. So he was, <laughs> he was 52? trying to read 52 books and he asked him, what the no, fuck? No, he did that know? last year. 52. And he read fir- a book a week. In the first, I was the first week. week of the year, I read a book and then the second I did too. And then he said that, like, damn. A nigga was really aiming too low. Yeah, he's a. No, 52 is a lot though I'm cool with 26 now he's trying to that. do two you're gonna help me out with that list too yeah I That's gave you list. I gave him a, like a 10 book list of fiction to read okay cause especially for people who are like actively trying to read more reading only uh, I told Justice this Make your explode. yeah reading self help and like information study books like you gotta give yourself a break sometimes like find some fiction that you really 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 but like but even like uh, short fiction podcast they mm-hmm. also give out like good book recommendations I just started listening to LeVar Burton's podcast he does yeah. great book recommendations on his so cool, cool. Well, alright guys that is the end of what episode 1 season 2 we said yes yes yes, yes. we made it season open we made it <laughs> alright guys so for any and all contacts 
<laughs> you can hit us up. You can email us at thenewkidsloc dot at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't know. I was looking at .com. You can email us at thenewkidsloc at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at thenewkidsloc as well as Twitter. You can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes at the New Kids Detroit. Uh, we do advertising. If you want to advertise us, hit us up. We have very, very, very reasonable rates. Um, very. So, yeah. Send us your money and your business. We would yeah. love, love, love to take stuff. it. <laughs> um, yeah. Over and out. Y'all want to say anything else? No? I DJ. I do sound. I do lights. (laughs) (laughs) Read Jermaine's book. Yes, Yes, read Jermaine's book. Um, Our babes. Also, yeah. You see, you slip March. I don't think I can drop the date yet. See, okay, well then never mind. So, beginning of March. I dropped the book on Amazon. You can search it under my name um, or by its name, The Rebel Factory. Um, That's a journey. Turn up. Um, But yes, The Rebel Factory on Amazon right now. Um, Yes, and more platforms coming soon. Yes. I want to say something about murals, but I'm not sure how much I can say about murals right now. But just be on the lookout for more mural stuff. Summer 2018, I believe, right now. I'll try not to be out of town this time. Yeah. I'll do better. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah. Just All right. Once we stop recording. Hey, I'm interested in dropping another project, too. I don't know if it's going to happen. Mm. So any producers, you know, artists, DJs, you know, reach out to me. I understand. I do it, too. I'm not trying to get the, you know, the free love or nothing like that. But let's let's work. And, um, I mean, I'm not against it either. But um, let's get together. Let's work. And um, try to put something else together, too. Share these resources, guys. All right. All right. We're out. Bye, guys. Bye.